Oh man, it's that time again. Yeah, Monday Night Raw podcast with the battle on. Yeah, it's Blake doing that damn thing. WWE. What's the plan, Clamic man? Let's get it. Silence by the limo. That is VKM himself. What we got here? Oh, smudge. Oh, you get to get the limo driver to wipe that smudge off. All right then. Welcome to Monday Night Raw, Mr. McMahon. We welcome you to Monday Night Raw. Let's do it. Okay, so with that split-screen image last week between Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar, the internet wasn't really feeling it too much. I can understand, you know, they said, oh, it's a little uncomfortable looking into the uh, camera like that. They felt, you know, weird. And I mean, let's take into account that Braun wasn't necessarily cleared for action at the time. Brock Lesnar couldn't put his hands on him. He couldn't. He at least gave us a a showing in the ring you know he is still on the roster so and him looking into the camera I think it was more for the people at home watching as if he could see Brock like this is what the imagery was about in in my opinion but it didn't go over too well with the crowd last week the internet and such like that so let's see how Braun handles it this week Get these hands. You know, you'll never admit it, but Brock Lesnar has always been afraid of me. When I had the money in the bank contract, he was constantly looking over his shoulder. When I had a universal title opportunity, he came down, ripped the doors off the cage to stop me from winning it. And when I was about to get my hands on Brock Lesnar at WWE World Cup, he had Baron Corbin attack me from behind to prevent me from taking the Universal Championship. Mm-hmm. All of those things. Look at the close-up camera shot. Doubling down on it from last week. That's the way I see it. that and they said he might have forgot his lines last week or whatever so have you he looked like he was right on point just now wait wait oh man my man Corbin 
cut him off. Baron Corbin's been a thorn in Braun's side for a while now. Oh, lady, oh, man, he's chasing him down. Alright, backstage. Oh, yeah, they're definitely backstage with it. Corbin got out of there quick. Wait, wait. Oh, the Singh brothers. Oh, they pointing in opposite directions. Oh man. Oh. Well. Great. Got officials going to check on him now. A bunch of people was at that table. Oh, they just checked out in Mr. McMahon's limo. All right. And he goes searching. Oh, all right. Memphis walks with Elias. Oh, wait a minute. Where'd he go? Oh, yeah. Well, Strowman was back over his shoulder, and Elias pretty much just told him, this guy now just got an old Western feel to it. <laughs> Look at this, is, this is the opening segment of Monday Night Raw. Different kind of feel. Oh, wow. He just ripped the limo driver out of the limo and threw him over the top. What, what did he... <laughs> Oh man, so the door is locked on the limo. Yeah, this is looking crazy. He has pipe in his hand. Oh! He just crashed the window of the limo with the pipe. 
and he's ripping the door off. He just ripped the door off. Bear Corbin looked like a scared kid. There you go running. Wait a minute. Strowman done stopped. Oh. And here goes a shocked Mr. McMahon. Oh. Oh, he do not look happy about this. Look. Not even a word from him yet. Jeez. I know we on to commercial. See, now that is the opening segment of Monday Night Raw. That was fun. It was it was comical, you know. It uh, it was it was fairly action packed. He kicked his front went his front mirror off. We pulled a limo driver out of his own limo. And we got to see glass shatter and a door break off of a car. Come on, this is. This is this is new era stuff, is it not? I think it's a it's a change. You know, we had the backstage brawl last week, open up the show, and now we've got you know Mr. McMahon segments. We got in ring promos, and we've got a a chase down and a bit of destruction on the end with a pissed off chairman. Come on, this is this is this is good stuff, and we got an Elias segment. This is. They, they fitting in so much in such a small amount of time, but it's all for the good of interest. Like I, I liked it personally. I thought it was a cool interest to the show, and I would like to know what's going to happen after the commercials end. This is what it's it's engaging. This is the word that I'm picking up right now. So we're gonna see how Mr. McMahon responds to that right after these messages. So we're back. Here go Braun trying to fix the limo door. Mr. McMahon, I guess, ordered him to do so. Oh, oh yeah. It, it's, it's broke. Raging Wooly Mammoth. Human Wrecking Ball. $100,000. Oh no. No universal championship match between Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman at the Royal Rumble now. Golly. So now who's gonna face off against the beast? Oh wait, Braun's pissed. Oh ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your most uh recent installment of Will He Flip It? Braun Strowman tonight is attempting to flip the limo over. And he's got it lifted. Oh, is that is at the top of his shoulders oh my gosh. Braun Strowman just flipped the limo. We need a little, little fun music. Yeah, that song. Are you kidding me? That, that's the 
Champion Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks taking on Nia Jackson Tamina from their little beef last week uh, on the first ever episode of A Moment of Bliss. But uh, wow, I wonder who's gonna uh, be the selection. You know, if we keeping it a little real, maybe the timetable for Braun's recovery hasn't. Uh, it doesn't necessarily coincide with. The, his, the Royal Rumble scheduling on January 27th on the WWE Network. So, uh, yeah, that kind of sucks. But it's going to be somebody to take on Bro, um, Brock. And I, I'm I'm very interested to see how, uh, how this all plays itself out. Because we all want to see Brock. We all want to see the Universal Championship. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a whole list of people that they go through throughout the night. So, let's find out. So, Sasha Banks. That's right. Sasha Banks, she likes podcasts. What's up, Sasha? And uh, Ronda Rousey were able to pick up the win. I noticed a couple of things throughout that match. Very, very, I wouldn't call it standard, but it was, uh, they played it safe if we're looking from like a, you know, athletic standpoint. They didn't want too much to take place. It was a couple of, Confu- confusing spots well toward the end of the match was a bit of confusion Sasha was able to use her agility while Tamina was uh, going for a tackle in the corner wait a minute Charlie C talking to him Wow. 
No, 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 not what I said, but I, I didn't I'm mean, a loser. I didn't Let's not forget that. who you called out. Last week you said I was the best. It wasn't the other way around. I am not scared of you. Man, this is... You gotta get used to not having your way around here anymore. Oh. Because come Royal Rumble, the only loser is going to be you. When I make you tap out and take back my women's championship. Man. And you can bank on that. Wow. Sasha's for real. She's been showing a little bit of that little attitude from the start of the match even. Sasha was uh, teasing, tagging and not, I mean tagging and Ronda because Nia wanted to fight her. The crowd was definitely loving that idea, but Sasha took it up, took, took the match and started it herself. Just, you know, wait a minute now. Ronda went chasing her up the mat, I mean up the uh, ramp. Wow. Sasha Banks definitely got an attitude. Wait a minute. Got heat from Rhino. Got the B team, Kurt Hawkins, my man Apollo. Oh. And I think that's Dasha Fuentes, the chameleon look so. Wait a minute. Jerry the King Lola is in the building. You know they in Memphis. Alright. Oh, and no way, Jose in the conga line. This is this is just chaotic backstage right now. But in in that Monday night role, we having a party type of way. Wow, <laughs> and we starting it off. But while everybody is staying outside of Mr. McMahon's office, we're gonna go ahead and uh, get back to that Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey thing. We know they have that match coming up for the women's championship at the Royal Rumble. And it's, uh, it's going to be cool because, you know, Sasha is really showing this new fire. Not, you know, I wouldn't call it a heel turn or anything like that. But, you know, somebody has to be the uh, quote-unquote bad guy this match. And Sasha's been filling into that role nicely, you know, uh, outside of. We'll, we'll look at it like larger than life personalities being mad at each other. You know, Sasha took a lot of that uh, the wrong way. <laughs> cool, you know, but it was definitely a good uh, showing from her and that attitude all match. You know, they, they teamed with each other because they had to. And I think Sasha Banks is going to give Ronda a run for her money uh, come Royal Rumble. I don't know about Sasha necessarily winning, but I'm definitely interested to see uh, how well Sasha Banks can uh, show this new uh, fire throughout the weeks leading up to and after the Royal Rumble. Wait, but they're still arguing. Now they're backstage arguing. So Nettie sent Rondo to the locker room, barely calmed down Sasha, sent her off in the hard direction. Sasha? Rondo's the one rallying her up on one side of her mouth, she's complimenting her, on the other side she's full of arrogance. Rondo's the one that's always stirring up the pot. Rhonda, no, Rondo did not say anything wrong with this situation. Sasha, I gotta let that be No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? After everything Sasha that Sasha's done so so for you, you're gonna take Rondo's side I'm not saying anything bad about Sasha. No, you're saying that she's way out. 
Oh, and it's the riot squad interrupting the argument. So if they find a, a partner, six-man tag, well, six-woman tag, the Riot Squad taking on Bailey and Natty. And, and we just seen Bailey and Natty having a bit of a, uh, a little bit of an argument, disagreement on how their friends are being, you know, who is out of line and such. But uh, we're going to have the Lucha House Party uh, gracing us with their presence. Again, they be in them assuming some tag team action. All right, so they're going to take on the Revival. No last, and they're still going with it. I'm glad this is happening like this. But apparently, the story here is the Revival keep getting cheated out, so it's a conspiracy against them to lose. Hold on now. Alright then, we're going to see how this one goes, it's, it's going to be a good one, they're getting a good and fair match, two on two, no extra crazy rules, anything like that, alright then, let's see how these guys can show, you know, the revival been looking real good the past couple of weeks, and we already know the Lucha House Party was, you know, they've, they've been a unit, and they've just been, that's all I could call it, they're a unit, you know, they, they're very good together. Taking on, uh, well, last week we know that the Lucha House Party were uh, right, right, right there ringside when that pin took place with uh, one of the well, Dash Wilder or the other one, excuse me, Scott Dawson, were uh, when they had the leg under, leg under the rope. You know, they didn't necessarily say anything to the route. They didn't argue it. Only the Ascension did. So, you know, now I'm. Uh, I would like to see, <laughs> you know, if, uh, well, we clearly know they're still mad, but I want to see how uh, how this one turns out. I want to see who's going to win. Uh, because, you know, if the Revival uh, lose tonight in a crazy fashion, you know, it'll, it might, they might have a bit of an argument, you know, but we're going to have to see how this one plays out. Wait, backstage with Mr. McMahon. 
got his opponent at the lowest level, and obviously the entire locker room is hoping for an opportunity, including this man, Apollo Creed. What's up, Dasha? You know, it's crazy everyone's out here lining up to fight Brock Lesnar, but that's just how much winning the universal title means to everyone around here. That is exactly why I'm the first in line. Oh, Kurt Hawkins just ignored him. He came and interrupted. Not really. <laughs> Yo, it's EC3. Standing there. Where did he come from? Wait, they're going to B team. Stands for Brock. Which one of you will face Brock? Uh, okay, so they haven't figured that out. No. <laughs> he got kids. He said no. That's that's funny. That was funny. So. Backstage, they definitely have the, they have everyone trying to talk to Mr. McMahon about the match against Brock. In two weeks at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. But now the match, I guess, is turning up. Oh. Lince Dorado definitely uh, missed a drop kick. So, yeah. Oh. Good save. It's definitely an exhibition for the tag teams right now. A lot of things have started taking place, and it lends to the story. The, the match is very good. I think that the tag division uh, needs this. Wait a minute. Now, the end of the match just took place. Grand Metalik had his foot on the rope, but the Revival member from outside of the ring pushed it off of the rope before the three count happened. Well, before, the, before his hand came down for the third time. Wow. That was good teamwork. That was how that was. Dawson hit a DDT. Grand Metal League put his foot on the rope and then Wilder pushed it down. There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's fine. That wasn't cheating. That that it technically wasn't cheating when they uh, lost their matches also. They had their foot on the ropes or under the ropes, but Let's get back to uh, backstage. Dasha's in front of Mr. McMahon's office. Excuse me, Mr. McMahon. What is it? Am I here to spook? <laughs> you exactly the same as Brock Lesnar? I think I'd rather go to the ring. All right. Stand outside. So, so what do you think this is? You think you're going to get the scoop on it? Mr. McMahon going to come down to the ring. Grace everyone with his presence. Everyone get your standing feet on. Get your standing shoes ready. 
what I said. Everybody get on your feet. about Mr. McMahon. He's done a great thing in giving us this new era. If the show still feels formulaic, I couldn't tell you how many ways you evolve. Because I definitely see what changes they're making. And I'm attempting to share them with y'all. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so, it's very obvious. We know who's uh, making their way down. Oh, all they did was an interruption. They always do interruptions. Yep. This is completely different. Like, you can't be mad at that. And Mr. McMahon, he, he, he yucking it up. He all smiling in the ring. Could call him the greatest of all time. You can't be mad at something like this. But... Cena just out here saying what he want. You turned around at a crew of rejects and misfits, and you begged somebody to step up. And I walked up to you and looked you in the eyes like a man. Mm. And I said, you give me a chance, and I will not let you down. And you gave me a chance, and I didn't let you down. Will not let you down. 
No, it was very powerful from John Cena. Ruthless aggression. Well done. Mistaking the claim. Wait, wait a minute. We know who that is. They said no music needed. Drew McIntyre coming on down. But how dare you stand there in this ring with a straight face and claim that you still have ruthless aggression. This is what ruthless aggression looks like. Look at that. Wait, wait. Oh, this is called by my man again. is in Memphis. Oh man. Finn has been getting a lot of support from the internet recently. First. And maybe one day you will again, but there's a lot of beef out here. <laughs> a lot of beef. 
Talk to him. people within and I know you're stubborn and nothing I say is gonna change your mind yeah, it's been for a while though so how about I show you oh and then he just goes after Corbin Drew, yeah Drew drops Cena and then a Claymore from McIntyre to Balor go ahead Michael Cole Oh, see this? So Corbin's out. Finn started the fight. I think that's a good point, Finn. And Drew McIntyre is the last man falling. They <laughs> like this. Look, Mr. McBeige like to see the fight. <laughs> you gotta see his three smiles so hard. Forward between Corbin, Balasina, and McIntyre. So it's been little by little with him, but wait a minute. We are going to have an Intercontinental Championship triple threat match between Seth Rollins, the Moral Compass, Dean Ambrose, and the almighty Bobby Lashley. Is the Architect going to be able to get the championship back? Oh, wait a minute. A moment of bliss. Yeah. Paul Heyman. That she's they're covering so much they're able to put Paul Heyman on a moment of bliss to keep the show with a fairly serious feel. Next up we got that six woman tag between the Riot Squad taking on Bailey and Natty and a uh, partner of their choosing. So we'll find out next. But you see they they're covering a lot and and just in segment to segment, quote unquote. You know, like it's one big story. Everybody is well, I wouldn't say everybody on the roster, but all of the favorites are being showcased in one way or one fashion or the next. Again, I mean, I have Paul Heyman on a moment of, of, of bliss. You know, like last week it was some, it was a little crazy, a little chaotic, you know, a talk show feel. But now it's, uh, you know, you got a character like Paul Heyman out. And this covers the idea of uh, Braun not being able to uh, compete in the match at the Royal Rumble because of his injury, you know, which Corbin gave him. So that storyline is still continuing. This is, this is for real. This is good stuff, you know. This is good stuff. I think if you're looking at it uh, from how segments are connecting, then yeah, they they're totally attempting to change up everything in the way they're doing it. Yeah, pretty cool. 
That's me, though. All right, so we're backstage. Mr. McMahon talking to a stagehand. Uh, oh, Shanti. What an honor it is to be in your presence. Wow, this is a fantastic shoot. Vince, I'm a little bit, Mr. McMahon, I'm a little bit offended that I wasn't considered for the Middle Forward match. I mean, after all, I'm one of the greatest WWE champions of all time. I recently was in the finals of the Miss Match Challenge with Alicia Fox, and not only that, the entire WWE Universe was robbed of the three-match last Survivor Series against Brock Lesnar. I called him the Beastmaster. So you think everyone wants to see you face Brock Lesnar? Yes, sir, I do. As a matter of fact, I would have came out, but in fact, I was tending to Sunil Singh, who was viciously attacked by Braun Strowman, sir. I would have came to the ring. I assure you, I promise you, sir, all I'm asking for is one shot, one opportunity. Say what we'll do. You choose any one of the four men that were out there with me in the ring. Doesn't matter. You beat that man tonight. You beat that man twice. I can win the one Mr. McMahon, I choose the extraordinary man who isn't quite on the same level as a modern-day Maharaja. I choose Finn Balor. All right, then. Mahal and Balor with an opportunity. Mahal taking on Balor. That's it. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. See, and if I, I think I see it as, uh, okay. If everyone believes in Finn the way they do, then now he's going to have to go ahead and get into these types of fights. You know, I think everyone has had, all of the superstars have had their own different types of uh, paths up the mountain. And this is uh, Finn's particular path. You know, if everyone likes him, then they'll stick with him. And they've been loyal thus far. You know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be cool to see if, They'll stick with him because it seems like they're pretty high on him. That's just my take on it. So, Bailey and Natalia figured out a third member. Everyone thought it would be Ember Moon, but no, no. Nikki Cross makes her Monday Night Raw debut. Let's see how this is called. Right. Okay. So these superstars aren't necessarily drafted to a show yet. They'll be switching uh, in between brands. Okay. That works. That's in this. I like that. But, you know, we get they get to really see what the life is about. Nikki Cross is something crazy, though. You guys know I don't really watch the uh, NXT product. No offense to the roster at all. I know exactly what's going on, and it's extremely cool. I just like the surprise of seeing the people come up to the main roster or come over to the main roster. So, Nikki Cross and the rest of these guys going to Raw and SmackDown. You know, these people are on the road regularly, so, and it's different, you know, on the main roster than NXT. So, 
uh, to see how these people are going to be able to perform throughout the months, you know, especially in the new era and the people, you know, uh, essentially being listened to you know, by the higher stuffs at the WWE. It's going to be real cool uh, to see how these newest uh, guys from NXT are able to, you know, deal with the change. You know, every, a lot of people talk about or complain about being lost in the sauce and situations uh, taking place to where the guys that were so heavily pushed in NXT or the crowd favorites aren't really, uh, they don't really make it past the main roster. They don't make it too far. You know, and there's plenty of examples. But I think that that's all been taken into account and we're going to be able to see uh, a level of change, you know. Can't thrust everyone into direct storylines, you know. But, it's, you know, you've played enough WWE 2K at this point to know about the morale system. You know, your superstar could be mad uh, because they're not doing this and that. And, there's a lot that goes with this. It gives you a fairly in-depth idea to just what these superstars go through. It isn't just all, you know, social media with them. So, to be able to come and tell these stories like this is really cool. Nikki Cross wants to fight all three. Look, they're crazy. She's, she's a crazed woman. <laughs> Alright, what a what a win. Barely Natalia and Nikki Cross were able to get it. Nikki Cross did a crazy move off of the ropes to Liv Morgan and barely went up after Liv Morgan was positioned and hit her with the elbow drop and barely has a great elbow drop. It's really cool. Nikki Cross was showcased very well. She's she's crazy. Slapping herself and doing all the wildness. Very impressive. It's gonna be uh, gonna be cool to see her get into some storylines in time. So, what's up next? Oh, we got Finn backstage. He's about to go take on Jinder Mahal. Wait, wait. Lacey Evans is in the building talking with Dana Brooke and, and Mickey James. How about that? Alright, so Jinder Mahal taking on Finn next. Let's see how this plays out. Backstage with the moral compass. Very good, very good promo from Dean. Got that triple third match later on, and you know the Moral Compass character. You know it's like 
it's like a WWE superstar that, of course, larger than life personality, thinks he's always right. And he's a heel, so he's talking highly on himself. But man, these are good characters developing. And it was a while where we didn't really see that happening. But now there's definitely a bit more taking place, you know, like like Finn, for instance. He was uh, thought to be by myself and a few other people, just the, the man in the face paint, you know. He definitely has all of the likability with that to get a, you know, I would say a couple toys out and all of that. Like, well, you know, it's good for merch. But inside the storyline, I didn't really see anything that he was, you know, really bringing. Uh, so I could agree with Mr. McMahon on some of the way he was uh, portrayed, even though when he came in, he was, you know, a big deal. Got the championship universally, you know. Wait a minute, while he's coming out, the Singh brother just literally attacked him, or tried to, he grabbed his leg, and Jinder Mahal was able to start up the match, but well, the bell hasn't rang. But man, look, look, gender, he he must want to be in that match. Look at that. Look at that. Gender just tossing Finn around. Wow. Wow. He wants to face Brock at the Rumble. Beastmaster Murley might have made a return. Wow. You know, he is a former WWE World Heavyweight Champion. These are the reasons why these things happen, you know. Jinder might have done a few comedy bits with Felicia Fox, you know, and, you know, she is the captain, so who wouldn't want to, you know, have a little bit of time? And they, they were in the finals of the Mixed Match Challenge. So if we take these things seriously, you know, then, yeah, Jinder has a fair claim, and, Going through with with that just now, you know, ruthless aggression uh, apparently being a thing again, you know, Jinder Mahal is definitely uh, trying to transform back into a main event player or, you know, higher card. I don't really like using those types of terms, you know, every match means something or every match should mean something. We have to do our part also to... Uh, believe in this it's not just oh i want to believe in the product no we have to all take this as seriously as they're attempting to portray the matches to be if we do that then i believe that we might have a much more enjoyable product so now finish you know everybody's back up all right bell is official oh gender with a giant kick all right so see and then if we're going back to it with Finn and, you know, his climb up the mountain, you know, his is going to be a little different because he was under the impression that Mr. McMahon never really had a great deal of faith in him. I mean, if we're looking at it from a certain space, he did get injured as soon as he got the championship, which, you know, he'll he'll always have that spot as the first. But to be injured that early in the match, well, in the game, in the run, you know, it would make, uh, with as many injuries and stuff like that that happens, I could see why they would be a little nervous, but he's been around for a while, and, 
He's definitely told some great stories in the ring with the superstars he's uh, taken on. And I, if, if the people think that he's he, he deserves a shot, then I think that he he could he could fight and prove it. Yeah, that's what's up. I think it's cool. So these these guys are going at it, and we're gonna see how this one plays out. If uh, Gender wins, then he's gonna take Finn's spot in that fatal four-way match uh, for the op for the opportunity <laughs> to take on the Beast at the Royal Rumble in two weeks. And call me crazy, but I would say that Raw is flowing tonight. It's uh, it doesn't feel segmented out. Reversal from Finn into a pin and cover with my whole kicks out at one. But I think that right, you know, Raw is definitely flowing. The matches that they're claiming they're gonna happen don't feel like we're waiting forever to get to them. And the things that are taking place all, uh, you know, keeping one's attention. You know, the matches are, are fairly impactful. They're, they're fast enough paced. You know, like I'm not, I, I'm, I remember growing bored with some matches, you know, a while ago. But now with things, you know, uh, being, you know, different now, I can definitely say where I peeped the difference. And there's a complete off chance the WWE gets to hear this, guys. You know, I don't think Sasha goes back and uh, tells WWE, uh, hey, he has a podcast out, you know. But I think that, uh, I think that right now, you know, this is a, this is a cool change, you know. I'm not saying this to suck up, but I, you can see it if you've grown accustomed to what it was, you know, to see what it's uh, evolving into now. It's a good start, you know. It doesn't, you can't just run straight into, you know, a giant change. It's gradual, you know. And yes, we're getting this quote-unquote same thing as far as uh, you know what sports entertainment live action movie this is what it's been called you know like with all of the camera angles and stuff like that attached is you know I believe even with commentary as much as they're complained about un it's not rightful you know but I think that this is things that are taking place in the way they're taking place is uh, again, I think I said this at the top of the episode. It's keeping one engaged. I'm I'm actually enjoying it, and the matches are going by how the, how they're going by. You know, we're having a lot of things with the news of Braun being down. You know, it's uh, you know, it's deep, and all of this stuff has changed. You know, like all of it, like uh, all of this stuff has changed and such a short period of time so now there's like an entire episode all dedicated basically to who's gonna be taking on Brock at the Rumble in two weeks this is good you know this is good I like it and then we've got a championship match later on so these things work Coup de Gras, the Jinder Mahal he's gonna be in the Fatal 4-Way what was the closing uh, let's see the closing sequence to that very gutsy. Got a few of the, few of the reversals and and was able to hit his uh, sequence of moves. 
front flip tope over the top. And toward the very end, like I said, it was a very standard way of winning it. But it was exactly what needed to happen because Finn still has to take on three massive slabs of beef later tonight. <laughs> so let's see how it all plays out. So speaking of all of that, with the triple threat match, we're going to have that up next. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, we had Leo Rush backstage uh, doing the selfie promo with the almighty Bobby Lashley, speaking on how, yeah, you know, it was just powerful promo speaking about how it's time uh, for Bobby Lashley to come through and get the championship, and he's going to get it, whether these guys like it or not. The almighty Bobby Lashley has come back and he's been on quite the dominant run. He's had moments against Roman Reigns. He's had moments against Brock Lesnar. He's taken on all the challenges that have been put in front of him, you know, and now is this completely uh, badass character, part of my lingo. He's, uh, I would say he's deserving of a spot, you know, in, you know, the ranking. To take on Brock Lesnar, that's a, that's a that's a dream match, you know. But to actually make that happen, you know, I guess Bobby Lashley's still climbing that ladder, and the Intercontinental Championship is, you know, it's a it's a it's a hurdle to jump over, you know. And we know that's the Raw Championship right now. So to have a triple threat match, this says who uh, some of the top guys are. You know, Bobby Lashley is definitely up there. I think uh, this beef with him and Seth, you know, it's definitely boiling over. And, you know, with Dean, I mean, I wonder how it's going to work. You know, Bobby Lashley did uh, help Dean win last week. So now it's just going to be uh, how these guys all respond to each other. This triple threat intercontinental championship match 
definitely is up there for match of the show. This is this was a story told. We saw these guys. Uh, we saw Dean trying to work with Seth first. We saw Dean eventually working with Bobby. Then we saw Dean turn on Bobby in the match, which made Seth and Dean eventually work together, which was like, whoa, they actually are working together and it looks cool. Then they and they work together just to fight off Lashley in the moment and eventually go at it themselves. They went at it and eventually got themselves uh, uh, tuckered out, which gave Bobby Lashley the opening. Man, that was that was crazy. I would highly recommend you go watch this match on the YouTube channel, on the WWE official YouTube channel. It was so many good moments. A, a frog splash where Seth had to turn his body in the air. It was a great story that was told. It was very interesting the entire time. So, oh, and can't forget Leo Rush continued to get involved in the match, which was taking Seth's attention away from everything going on in the ring. So we can definitely hand the assist to Leo Rush, but Bobby Lashley is our new Intercontinental Champion. Seth was going for a stump after the kick out from Dean and the kick to the face. After he got sent out the ring, Dean Ambrose was getting up and took a rolling spear from Bobby Lashley. Huh? I mean, it's amazing. Honk if you hear me. How about it? And we still have the fatal four-way match later on tonight where the winner faces off against Brock Lesnar and Royal Rumble. But next up, a moment of bliss featuring the special guest, Paul Heyman. All right, moment of bliss. looking wow that's exciting right yeah, absolutely exciting that was wow they're wow they they look like diamonds like from from the camera's vantage point is. wow
your moment of bliss, a chance to interview the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal heavyweight champion, Brock Lesnar. Knock yourself out. Throw me your best question. Deep. Very cool. That was a mixed reaction from the crowd. A SummerSlam. I think it was even 2014. I don't know. 15. One of those. You can go back and search in the WWE Network. Could it be Drew McIntyre? You said. <laughs> the crowd really don't like him. I call it good heat. The guy from Heavy Machinery. What is that? He Otis Dozovich, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. What is what is <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Excuse me, this is this is not a moment of Otis, okay? It's a moment of bliss, all right? <laughs> what is going on? Oh look, his partner. Tucker Knight is his name? Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> what is going on? He just interrupted the show to come out and be crazy for a moment. That was... Oh man. Alright, I guess it's time for the main event. <laughs> that was that was comical. Yeah, it's definitely time for the main event. So Ben's going for the three and gets it against John Cena. But this is after Baron Corbin went and got the chair and laid waste to everyone. Going forward, eventual pin on Finn, which Cena was able to kick out I mean break up and eventually hit Baron Corbin with an AA but when he hit Baron Corbin with the AA Drew McIntyre came through with a claymore and Drew got put down by Finn which gave enough space for Finn to uh, hit the coup de grace for the victory that was a very very cool match Especially for the main event. Now wait, let me make. Let's see. We got the replay. Baron Corbin went for a chair shot and missed. Cena went for an AA. It was a very nice looking one. Claymore. Now this is. Oh, it, it, Baron. Um, excuse me. Finn was able to hit a tornado DDT on Drew. Drew was gonna try to continue the attack, but it didn't work. It got reversed. So while Cena was down off of that Claymore, Finn was able to take full advantage of the space given and get the 1-2-3 after the coup de grace. Wow. It was the main event. And that and then see wait, John Cena wants to talk to him. Cena come through and say the big words about you that means you've reached another level and apparently with this match with this win Finn was able to solidify himself so I think all in all the WWE hears what y'all were claiming and they respected enough to try to put this man in position now to take on the beast which is <laughs> definitely gonna be something else either way Blake podcast in the shadows catch y'all Later on for SmackDown. Peace.